Monday Night Raw podcast from the shadows. Split doing the damn thing. Thug W A. Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Music City. That's a city where, uh, I mean, back in the day, uh, <laughs> whoever writes this stuff had the balls to say, you know, country music sucks. I don't have anything uh, bad to say about country music, but I will say that uh, sometimes that city can bring about some very, very aggressive energy. And the show Nashville uh, dictates that. But you don't have to be in certain situations to really understand. If you know, you know. With that, uh show opens up with the Tweet Slayer, the Beast Slayer, the King Slayer. How some people call it, the ones that don't like them called Seth Blockins. But nah, all jokes aside, Seth Rollins opens up uh, Monday Night Rollins. And uh, he had an apology. Now, this is how it's been promoted for the greater part of the week. And, uh, did he owe the roster an apology? I think what he said was a little, a little strong. Whoever writes this stuff on WWE.com, you know, tempers flared. You know, things were said that were pretty harsh, you know. And, um, he, he, I guess he felt enough of a way about how he com- came across to want to apologize to the entirety of the Royal Roster. So he comes out and he does that, or he attempts to, and he calls out Kevin Owens. Kevin's, Kevin Owens comes out, you know, cool little pop. Pardon me. You know, when you're dealing with nasties on the road, you got to go ahead and handle them in a certain way to make sure that they know that they're in a certain lane. So they should play that lane as correctly as possible. This is something that I take throughout life when it comes to playing the lane. So continuing on the idea of one playing the lane, uh, Kevin Owens comes out and, you know, cuts his promo. He's good. I've always said that. He's always been good. Him and Rollins in there doing their thing. And, um... I believe they were supposed to fight or something like that. It was good, but they, the promo got a little convoluted after a while. It was very long, even though it didn't seem like it was long. It took a while. I can't even really remember how Bobby Lashley and Lana even got into the mix of this. But I think uh, Kevin Owens had an open challenge or something like that. Uh, the AOP came out. Which is, I mean, we're still all a little confused on things. I think Seth, uh, oh, that's what it was, pardon me. AOP came out because KO was talking some mess. And, uh, huh? Again, lame. If you know, you know. But, um, yeah, KO, very paranoid. I don't know where he gets that from. But, uh, yeah, he's... In, what is it? AOP wanted a tag team match against those two, which would have been kind of cool. Uh, I didn't like how Seth said, well, if you're in, I'm in. But Seth didn't necessarily want to fight. So I can understand like, hey, man, you clearly got the beef with these guys. Excuse me. <clears throat> hey, man, you got the problems with these guys. So if you want to fight them, I'll help. <coughs> Gosh, it is Seth. How do you do that? <coughs> jokes but no Seth was gonna 
you know, help out KO if he wanted to help. KO saw it as, hey, if, well, I see if one of three things could happen. And all three of the outcomes show me getting my ass kicked. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. You know, just in my head. And, uh, hey, you know, I mean, Seth, you know, Seth doesn't even care. You know, like, you know, I tried to help. If you don't want the help, I'm not going to continue offering it to you. So he falls back and he leaves the ring. And as he walks up the ramp, you know, again, second week in a row now. And stay, I mean, stay humble, I guess. You know, like uh, Seth is walking and AOP cleared away for him. You know, could have made problems. Still could eventually, but chose not to. I'm... I'm, you know, I don't want to say I'm surprised, but at the same time, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, like Seth clearly has a, a form of aggression. You know, a oh, part of me, I'm passionate. I'm passionate. Backstage with his uh, in his interview with uh, Charlie CrossFit, who we've been seeing a whole ton of uh, for the past couple of weeks. Not complaining on my side. You know, we love to see Charlie CrossFit do a thing. She's, uh, she's got the real you know, broadcast journalist energy to her, and it's almost, like, comical now, like, yeah, you know, you see somebody backstage, you see something happening, don't worry, countdown from about seven, Charlie's gonna pop up any moment now, that's what the energy's been for the past couple of weeks, and I say that in all jest, but, uh, yeah, you know, Seth is passionate, so maybe the AOP can, you know, see and feel the passion, and, you know, think that Seth isn't, you know, necessarily in the line of fire for them for now. You never know. We can see how it goes. I'm not going to call out Architects of Pain yet. We're going to continue to let WWE tell this story the way they're telling it. So, uh, you know, KO is pretty much, I think he's like, well, you want to fight? Let's fight or something like that. He provides, calls out an open challenge or something. I, I, I'm sorry for not being able to recall too tough. But uh, all in all, uh, what was it? Bobby Lashley comes out. Well, Lana comes out. She cuts a promo. And I'll say this, because this is really what I was getting to. While, like, I, I, I want to say I, I didn't forget all of what took place. It just really left my mind because of how Lana's promo went. Now, it's very clear that Lana is not uh, a fan favorite. You know, at least right now with the storyline, how it's being booked. They're not feeling it, you know what I mean? Like, the, the people are fairly just annoyed. And and I understand. I get it, you know? Like, it, it is what it is. Uh, what I'd say is this. When her and KO were having their very, very cringe back and forth uh, argument or whatever we're going to call it, when she was like, you know what, whatever, and Bobby Lashley's music hit, Lana, wake up. This is what you do. And blah blah what she said so please and then the music is there it's like okay introducing the almighty bobby lashley he's not gonna come out whilst you're introducing him he's gonna come out after you introduce him that would have pulled that entire thing all the way together or at least made the relationship quote unquote because we already know you know, out inside of storyline stuff but that would have made things between the two that much more believable what is it suspension of disbelief that would have been great for that meter or that you know form of the promo segment in general that's it 
other than that, it was a little cringy. It was a little long, but it was okay. It, it's it's a work in progress, and it's coming together as it as it's coming together. I'm not gonna say anything. I guess the WWE universe has their opinions on it. I didn't even get to hear anyone else, so this is really just my thoughts on it. They're never influenced by any others in the universe, but well, I mean, maybe in, as far as like joking goes. But yeah, my opinions aren't influenced by anyone else's. It's just, you know, I haven't heard anybody else, uh, you know, have anything to say about these, uh, about the program last night since the program uh, ended. But all of that being said, uh, yeah, that would be my only thing. I thought it was a pretty good uh, opening segment for the most part. KO Bobby Lashley go at it. Uh, good stuff for the most part. They had a good one. But AOP come out. Oh, that was what it was. KO called out. AOP said, come on, let's fight anyway. And they said, yeah, whatever. Smoke Joe on commentary along with DL. What, DL, please. Hope DL is doing okay from that F5. No rush on bringing him back. Maybe he could practice on some, uh, you know, uh, not as important shows. And then he come back to roll when he's ready. He King on commentary as a heel. Notice that from the opening of the show. Oh boy! All right, King. Uh, if you were if you were performing from a nine standpoint, go ahead down to a six point five. Healing. Do everything you do because it was all correct, but it was uh, some of it was just a, just a little too too much. And that's not me saying that I control anything on the product. King can do what he wants. Just like everybody on stage can do what they want. But that's just where I was at because King has great moments. Even when he's like, you know, sending out the strongest rounds he got. You know, it's like, whoa, you ain't got to send one out that strong because I think the joke won't land as hard as it should. But that's just me. This is just my, my feeling on it. I love King. I think he's great on commentary. He's a lot of fun. You know, he definitely makes me chuckle when he does have his moments. But I would say take it from a nine just because it's like we know you can be a heel. I think it's just because King hasn't really been like heel on commentary, like just just full force heel for so long. Now it's like, oh, nah, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, shoot every shot from behind the three point line. Like, hey, it's all right, King. You good, man. We know you can shoot from three, but go ahead and shoot from mid range because we know you definitely going to hit those either way. Um, yeah, KO, AO, well, LP didn't want to fight Samoa Joe. Basically, you know, putting out the idea or reinforcing the idea that these guys are, you know, the prize fighters. They fight when they want. They fight when it means something. Just like the old KO gimmick, which was fine. And I, I'm all right with the, you know, actually, I'm, I'm not necessarily okay with what KO has been evolving into. But it's not my problem. <laughs> you know, but either way, Bobby Lashley, KO have their one-on-one. AOP eventually come out after, I believe, a pop-up powerbomb from KO. I've been thinking about it for some months now. The sit-down powerbomb that KO delivers is way cooler with the pop-up. It looks a lot more impactful, but if this is not going to be a one-two-three move, eh, all right, whatever. But I definitely do enjoy, uh, you know, seeing KO you know, just be at work and doing his thing, man. It's, it's great stuff. So, um, yeah, you know, he's playing his character. He's having his fun. He's doing his thing. ALP came out, beat him up. Bobby Lashley didn't get in none of that. And I believe something else took place. Like, how did this brawl all just go about? I can't even remember. It was just a lot. But KO got beat up by ALP. Bobby Lashley walks off clear. 
weird. Uh, oh, pardon me, Rusev comes out. Shouts to Starcade that uh, took place on Sunday night. Good lord, that was a long show. Excuse me. You know, we watched it last year also. Uh, just in the name of not the nostalgia, but the respect that one has for, you know, the longer tenured programs. And WWE still trying to send them out there. What was they in Duluth, Georgia? Good stuff. Rusev came out. Um, Lana had detectives with her on Raw. That's what it was. Man, this shit is it's just getting stupid now, man. Oh, we do things different out here in Tennessee. Okay, look. Bobby Lashley's getting beat up by Rusev. No one's jumping in. Why is nobody jumping in even though there's a restraining order in place? Well, Bobby Lashley... Well, excuse me. Let's say it like this. Rusev was... Well, Lana wasn't in no danger. I think that's what it was. Lana wasn't in immediate danger. Bobby Lashley and Rusev were going at it, so it's like they're going to fall back. This just gets ridiculous after a while. Like, WWA just... You know, what is it? Bobby Lashley, he gets off completely unwise to even get up in the detective's face. You're talking to an officer of the law, regardless. Show the proper respects. You can say whatever you want to say about these guys. When an actual emergency happens, the first ones each and every one of y'all are on the phone with are these guys. That's who. That's what's happening. So Bobby Lashley talking crazy to the detective. This is inside a storyline, of course. No, they're not this stupid in real life. But, um... Yeah, the, you know, he walks off And the, the detective didn't do anything He was very professional <laughs> And uh, as Bobby Lashley walks off He hits him with the shoulder block Or shoulder quick, well, quick shoulder tackle I didn't like that You know, it's like that's just not wise It's not smart It's not something you do So these guys run up on him And I was a little nervous <laughs> And now I see it again And this is Oh my goodness I forgot to talk about it Because I was just thinking about it last night But I forgot about it This this whole segment This is why I said it was stupid But it's not stupid anymore Because it's just Mr. McMahon Trolling the crowd Like thank goodness Bobby Lashley didn't get shot nine times Right? Should I stop there? Show the tackle the officer Now he's in handcuffs He's reading the Miranda somewhat backwards. It's just also all just so crazy. He's so calm in doing it. Shouts to the guys that played the part. I thought it was uh, comical for what it was worth. But um, yeah, it was uh, what Mr. McMahon, like I said, just trolling the crowd. Whoever books this stuff, you know, like now Lana goes and oh, you should be getting Rusev. You should be getting Rusev. One thing I can say is I hate. Lana's annoying voice All that shit she says Which is completely unnecessary Is It's really funny Suing In the car When they were both Getting driven off In the paddy wagon Was a little bit much Just eh But after, Before that All of the things uh, Even though you don't like it You can't say You're not chuckling At the way she comes across And if you haven't been Chuckling yet Just listen to her Vocal inflections she sounds so, so blonde. And I think that's the best way to call it. So, um, yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, Lana smacks one, or smacks the other officer, then he, she gets arrested. Yay. Lana's dress had her looking like, 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 I don't even know. Like a wintergreen Christmas elf without the hat. Good Lord. Lana, Bobby Lashley, put a towel on that. To have her come out with a turtleneck and some mom jeans or a moo moo next week. 
Because good Lord. And I mean, she looked beautiful, right? And that's what it's all about. You know, as long as you feel beautiful. I think Paige taught that lesson a long time ago. But um, yeah, you know, all my jokes are to the side now. Uh, into the next segment, we had Drew McIntyre taking on Akira Tozawa. And he challenged Randy Orton after the match where the OC interrupted their confrontation to start a brawl. Wow. All right, that is a lot. Let's um, let's get into that. Uh, what was it? So Drew McIntyre and Akira Tozawa. First of all, I'm happy to see Tozawa in the ring on Raw. You know, he's becoming a mainstay. I hope he can pick up a win next week against whoever he's slotted to fight. Only because if he's going to be... You know, but all right, let's say this. My, I don't want to say recommendation or anything like that, but I would hope that Tazawa is made into a hybrid enhancement talent, but a respectable talent at the same time. Like he can work his way up the ladder of being, you know, on the main roster from, shoot, the cruiserweight uh, roster now. And, uh, you know, there's, there's hope there. You know, like, it's a good chance that he could go for a title eventually one day if he, uh, you know, takes a, gets enough wins, but at the end of the day gets enough respect from the WWE Universe. I'm but one person. You know, I can like Tozawa as much as I want, but we all want to make sure that, uh, you know, all of the superstars are utilized correctly. You know, to keep morale a certain way or whatever. But no, Tozawa had a great matchup against Drew McIntyre. He tried his hardest, but Drew is just, you know, Drew's next level, obviously. So with that, uh, you know, what was it? That It was a couple of crazy moves. Just the Beal, the, it was another one that he did. It was at the beginning of the match when he just flipped them over. Give me one moment, please. Uh, sorry, pardon that. So there was a, what was it? It was a, a, uh, like normal toss, but just the way he lifted him up, he put looked like he put no effort into it. McIntyre, that is, uh, and you know, Tozawa landed. But the giant belly to belly was one of the bigger moves that we see in that match. It was crazy. Uh, it went literally across the ring. You could see how Drew's hand, I believe it was what his right hand, the way he lifted him up off of that. You know, after getting most of the move out, man, that shit was, shit was that shit was great. So yeah, all in all, Tozawa uh, looked looked all right. But Drew McIntyre picks up the victory in the end of it all. Uh, so Drew McIntyre calls out Randy after the fact. Randy got a problem. Drew want to solve it. Here's the thing. Last week, Randy got his chest chopped off, bruh. Like, no front. The skin was literally ripping off. And it's like, wow, man. Like, I haven't seen something like that happen to Randy since uh, him and Jeff Hardy went at it in the Hell in a Cell. And... The steel structure, like, ripped a piece of his thigh off. I think he still he might even have that mark. I don't know, but I think he does. Either way, shouts to Randy. I mean, my man Apex out here doing his thing. And, I mean, he's he's earned this way. And I think, like, that was a real good part of the promo. Like, he's earned the right to be how he is in the ring, on television, all, online, all of that stuff. You know, like, he's really the man. So, uh... These two were going to go at it, but then the OC jump in. And I like how the OC would be screwed. It sucks that they lose. But what I will say is, it's very comical how, like, AJ is clearly phenomenal. And then these guys like the best tag team in the world. So they did pick up a good victory. That means something. Like, oh, my goodness. Oh, man. 
It only means something because Shane was the best in the world. So, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Um, yeah, the OC stopped that bro, though. And that does not happen. So, um, yeah, lots took place. Oh, man, Ricochet comes out. Berto comes out. Ray comes out, shuts things down. And this sets up our main event for the rest of the, for the um, evening later on. And, and uh, yeah, six-man tag. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Pardon, but uh, no problem. Either way, uh, Alistair Black is in the ring next. And, well, pardon me. Tony Nese is in the ring next. And he's taking on Alistair Black. Good matchup between the two. Tony Nese was made to like a cruiserweight last night on the main roster trying to fit in. Now, I like Premier a lot. I've been liking Premier since the cruiserweight classic. And... I mean, this is another way. It's been some years now, but we finally got the cruiserweights with their own segments now on Raw. But it's not like just a cruiserweight match where the ropes are purple. No, it's actual stuff that does deal with character development. Um, don't know the next time we're going to see Tony. But he went in there. For the most part, he definitely had a good showing. Moonsault onto Alistair Black's boot. Yeah, that was the end of that. And that was what technically led to the rest of the what, uh, what is Black Mask. Um, the victory. Pardon me. Needed some kind of sustenance. Anyway, um, good stuff. And Buddy Murphy, uh, you know, he had his little promo backstage. We're going to see how this all plays out. Maybe they'll have a matchup at TLC. Maybe it'll be a triple threat. Maybe it'll be that one-on-one -on -one with AB and... Uh, you know, Buddy Murphy, but we will see. Oh, no, good stuff. Andrade takes on Eric Young next. And uh, apparently, what, NASCAR champion, I guess that's what we call him. Uh, in, a, in a surprising left turn, pins R-Truth to win the 24-7 championship. Now, I don't know how the rest of this ended later on, but I heard R-Truth got it back, so congratulations. To both gentlemen, you know, for, uh, you know, yay or winning that. Whatever. Uh, Zelina was out there looking crazy. Not crazy in a bad way, you know, but she didn't take, she didn't play too much of an interference in the match, so that was fine. Um, so do you want to? Pardon me. But, um, yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, yeah, so they went at it. Uh, uh, was it? Andrade picked up the victory. Good matchup. Eric Young had great moments. You know, and I've been saying that for a while. I think Eric Young was his hometown last night. He, so he's from Nashville, so yeah, it was good stuff. And uh, yeah, Andrade, of course, got another victory. So hands down, we just waited for Andrade to take it to that next level or it'd be decided that Andrade takes it to the next level because he can definitely go when he's in that ring. No question asked. Eric Rowan takes on No Way Jose next. Eric Rowan wins, whatever. And that's not a, it's not a slight on Eric Rowan or Jose. What, what's important here, apparently, because this is the way they want it. What's in the cage? What's in the, what's in the burlap sack? What's in the knapsack? Eric Rowan destroyed about three members of the conga line. That one that went into the barricade, goddamn. 
But whatever. I was saying all that just to lead into this. I think I figured out what is in that cage. Would you like to know? Okay. Let me tell you. I am of the opinion that it is a very, very expensive camera. Next segment. So the Kabuki Warriors take on Charlotte in a handicap match. And um, they won. Now, good stuff to everybody. Hmm. Charlotte's moonsault. Like she had two of them. She had two people now. I think Charlotte needs to slow down while she's in midair. That's my next piece of advice for that. Wins and losses don't necessarily matter as much. At least to me, especially when I got my favorite ladies going on, going in there, you know. Like, I'll let y'all know when the wins and losses matter. This time around, the Kabuki Warriors picking up a win on Charizard. First of all, I'll say this. During the match, what I did notice, what really stood out to me was Char Charlotte and Oscar. From the very start, their aggression level, through the roof. I know these ladies love each other greatly. When they're in that ring, my God. It was shades of when Charizard was born. So Charlotte and Oscar, oh yes. Kyrie. Uh, as Starcade tried to throw out two of those back fists, they, they landed, but they weren't as good as they could have been. Maybe it was just something in the water that week because uh, when, what was it? Uh, Lacey threw that right last week on Friday Night SmackDown. It, it landed, but it landed. Pardon my language, you know, I gotta have some form of sustenance to give y'all this. But either way, back fists didn't really work too well. Last night, the match went all right. It wasn't long enough time. It was good enough. You would think you'd see Becky come flying out. But luckily for us, that form of continuity was kept. So no. And um Yeah, it was it was good. Either way, Kabuki Warriors pick up the victory on Charlotte. I don't think the green mist was utilized either, so good stuff. Asuka has like a Tajiri energy now that she does the green mist. Like, there's the mystique again. And that's what's up, you know? And, 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 and they finally got a new theme song. So thank you, WWE, for that. And I am saying that straight from the goddamn shadows because, good Lord, they needed it. But above that, we wanted it and we did get it. Regardless of how long it took, it did come through. And that's, that's, that's good looking from WWE. So, with that, I think they debuted that at Starcade, at least from what I heard. And, um, well, I mean, from what I saw. But, yeah, that was good stuff. So, yeah, Oscar and Kyrie pick up the victory over Charlotte. Charlotte does not look weak. The Viking Raiders pick up a victory over Dos Locales. And um, the OC defeat the United States champion, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, and Humberto Carrillo. I believe Randy came in with a random RKO after the fact, but all in all, this was Monday Night Raw. It's character development. It was the night of that. It's moving storylines forward for TLC. One thing I will say, let's just make sure that uh, we, we get this across because it was some details that 
you know, just, I wouldn't say weren't important, but just were not built upon, you know, with some of the matches. But, um, Royal Rumble is coming. Now, we about, we a week from, well, a week and week from Sunday, we got TLC coming up and that's fine. You know, a lot of craziness, open up the holiday seasons. But we all know the Royal Rumble is coming. The Royal Rumble totally, uh, you know, starts the road to WrestleMania. Got a big one this year, right down in Florida. You know, NXT stomping grounds. Uh, we need to start paying attention to what superstars could be, you know, uh, highly regarded once they enter the Rumble match. When we hear that, when we hear their music hitting, they're coming down. One superstar that I've noticed, and this is what we think about it last night, was Rowan. This is why I said there's character development at bay. Well, it's going right now because you got superstars like Rowan that are, you know, that are good, but they're not like, you know, I don't want to say title contenders or anything like that. It's just where they're at. And right now, I think the WWE Universe is paying attention to who could be, whether they're conscious or unconscious of it. I'm conscious of it. I'm paying attention. But Rowan is a superstar that could be like a factor in the Royal Rumble match. Not saying what number he should come in at, what not saying what number he should leave at. I'm just saying that Eric Rowan is a, you know, a character. Is Daniel Bryan going to have a match? Will he be there? Don't want to even line those two up next to each other on purpose like that. But these are this is another name uh, that came to mind when I was thinking about who could be, like, dominant players. Alistair Black. All of the superstars that played a role last night on Monday Night Raw are definitely uh, names that should be paid attention to when entering the Royal Rumble match. Who's going to win? Oh, well, we don't know. We've heard enough predictions about who they think is going to win, who should win. I'm not going to say whether or not that should take place, but um, I will definitely say that uh, building to Royal Rumble is is going to be very exciting, and I think it started last night with Monday Night Raw. So, with that, shout out to everybody that brings you the podcast each and every week. We'll continue paying attention, and you know, just like we built, well, one we tried to build towards Survivor Series to pay attention to who's going to win, even though we didn't necessarily get the win we thought we was going to get. With a little bit of time, got some weeks till uh, Royal Rumble. I think we can start paying attention to how some of these superstars are slotted and scripted, you know, moving into the big show. So, yep, uh, be responsible with your power, folks. I will catch you guys. Uh, well, <laughs> last week was the party at NXT. It was a lot of fun for the most part. Congratulations to every single one of the superstars on NXT that took part in that show last week that played a role in, you know, drawing the numbers that they did. I say it just like that because that's the only thing that really matters. It was a great show anyway. And, um, yeah, Friday Night Smackdown. Can't wait. So let's uh, see how this all goes. Till next time, y'all. Peace.